me once. Shame on you. Shoot me twice. Shame on you. Shoot me three times. You must be listening to the Street Brothers Podcast. This is Street Brothers Wrestling Podcast. This is the only wrestling podcast online. Hosted by myself, Cameron Osborne. It's also hosted by Mike the Shoot Shepherd. You won't get fooled again. I we're not getting fooled. We're not getting fooled again, baby. <laughs> We're not getting fooled again, baby, because we're back with another jam-packed week in the world of wrestling. Uh, the when, uh, the wars are over, like we the highlighted wars? last week. Yeah, I mean, uh, we don't have to pick winners or losers, but I think we can all agree that AEW, the stats say that uh, they had the more numbers. I mean, and uh, statistics never lie, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, as long as they're in the right hands. As long as, yeah, as long as, uh, you know, the right people get them. But, yeah, that's great. We got a big week coming up. AEW, NXT's on its own night, and uh, everything from Raw and SmackDown. So let's get into it, shall we? Before we get into our wrestling week, let's kick off the show the only way that we know how, which is with the rest, nope, tweet (laughs) of the week. It's the tweet of the week. It's the tweet of the week. Almost caught myself there. Almost caught myself there. I have a docu- the wrestler tweet of the week. Yeah, so I kind of have like my my like kind of like spreadsheet that has all of the information on it. You know, the wrestler of the week, the shooties, winners, History. the tweet of the week, of course, the uh, branch brand invitational. All all these sorts of things are kind of you know uh, that need to be cataloged just for you know for the archives. Uh, for the nerds back at home, it says wrestler of the week right beside tweet of the week. I've been meaning to like separate them on opposite sides of the title <laughs> because it's too many of the weeks in a row. So that's where I got mixed up. But this week's tweet of the week champion last week, Renee Paquette took it home after, uh, you know, her honest comments about Samoa Joe. How the fuck do you let Samoa Joe go? How do you mess that up? Mm-hmm. But you got to follow up. Uh, we I don't think we've ever had a like a defending champion of the tweet of the week um <laughs> yeah. now that i'm just kind of thinking about it right here uh and it's not gonna be renee packet this week but uh our brand new tweet of the week champion first time uh we're giving it to the young bucks the box yeah i thought they would have won it also before but uh that was not the case the young bucks tag it this week when they uh at one point i think this was maybe on tuesday maybe monday afternoon uh they had a bunch of tweets that said uh new bio new bio by, 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 you know, by bio, biography, you know, that kind of thing. You know, you put your, you put your, like in your little head, in your little header right under your name. You know, you get to write little thing about you. New bio. What could their new bio be? Uh, Young Bucks uh, changed their bio just for the day. I'll have you know, uh, we'll be offered an induction into WWE Hall of Fame in our 60s, but will decline to stay in character. <laughs> okay. That could be. Well, they could yeah. be, uh, uh... but they'll say no because, yeah, you've got to keep the character. I think keeping kayfabe for the two men who are destroying the business, uh, buy it now at, at <laughs> indigoshop.com. Uh, for two guys who are to kill in the business, um, they sure they sure know how to keep the kayfabe rocking. I like it. Yeah. That was fun. Are they so? Is this a a one Twitter, two people, a joint account? Uh, yeah, I think that's the deal. You know, it's a lot. A lot <laughs> of the account is, uh, you know, kind of like watch watch Dynamite this weekend, and then you know, like that that the kind of, that kind of stuff. Yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah, one. Let's say one account, two people. That makes sense. <laughs> okay, yeah. cool. 
So Young Bucks, congrats. Young Bucks, congratulations. That might be, I mean, um, even a tag team, a, a two-person tweet of the week. Has that happened before? Uh, th- th- I do recall um, one time Randy Orton and Tommaso Ciampa won it as a team uh, okay. due to a back and forth. Uh, <laughs> Dana Brooke and Dave Batista. do you remember when they had a, oh, they had a couple oh, flirty yeah. messages? We don't know what happened behind the scenes. We don't know what happened behind the scenes. I see here Randy Orton and Will Ospreay would have had a good back and forth. But uh, yeah, I think this actually might be the first time that it's like uh, the whole the team itself. Like a team. Yeah, yeah, not not a couple uh, people clapping at each other. Interesting. We're always always setting new landmarks. Here. Well, hey, that's why that's why the uh, that's why the record books are here, right? To inform us about the true history of the Shoot Brothers. Let's move on, shall we? Uh, because although it feels like a little while since WrestleMania, oh God, it feels like it's been months since WrestleMania. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if, if I just had a particularly long week or whatever it was, uh, but we have to get to a show that hasn't even had its go-home or its fall go-comeback. Fallout. Fallout, baby. We're talking SmackDown Live. Okay, folks, it's Friday night. It's time for SmackDown Live. It uh, used to be on Tuesday, but then uh, I think it was on Friday before, though. No, no, wait. We used to film it on a Thursday and then release it. It's just SmackDown Live. Go home, because WrestleMania's well, home. Well, they, and they did you... send one person home, at least, because uh, we kick off and sitting next to Michael Cole is Pat McAfee, the one and only. Yeah. <laughs> so one. he's, uh, yeah, I don't know how permanent this position is, but uh, we already know he's in good graces. He likes the wrestling business. He's passionate. So, so hey. th- yeah, this was a story that came out like shortly after Mania. After, because uh, the Raw after Mania, we had that other announcer. They, they, they've, yeah. they've done a, uh, they've done a switch. Yeah, they've got rid of Tom Phillips and um, what Byron? Did they get rid of Byron? No, Byron's still there. Well, Samoa Joe left. Oh yeah, Joe's gone, of course. So now, yeah, Raw was Graves, Byron, and then whoever the guy that was. New guy the is. new guy was. Yeah, His but, name's uh, like Ard. but but now we have um, a, a shooty winner on commentary yeah. here, Pat McAfee, uh, and as soon as you see him, I'm kind of like this. Is, I, this could be fun. So let's yeah. see what happens. He was kind of like. Uh, so I've heard he has like ADHD and shit. So he's like, he was like standing when he was doing commentary. At that, some so point. yeah, that's a thing of his. He does that on his show. Yeah. On his no, uh, on his YouTube show, he stands and sits and just kind of has the mic stand. Has like fidgets and stuff to play with. Yeah, he just kind of has the you know he has like a mic stand that's huge that he can like bring up to the top and then bring all the way yeah. to, <laughs> bring all the way to the bottom. Uh, so yeah. yeah, he's he's playing. He's doing his own gimmick. I would just feel bad if you had the front row ticket right behind him. You're like, hey, bud, sit down. Hey, bud, sit down, bud. <laughs> you got to be one. But, you got to be one step ahead of him at all times, and just kind of stand. Yeah, but uh, no, we know he's good, and uh, you know, if a wrestler ever gets too close to him, he knows he can fight back. So there you go. Oh yeah, of course, of course. <laughs> you know, I mean, Bailey, Bailey has a lot to say about Michael Cole. Uh, who knows what she'll have to say now with a uh, accomplished <laughs> shooty winner standing right beside him. That's right. Uh, but we got to kick off. With the way WrestleMania ended, the Tribal Chief comes out. He's got his tribe and just kind of, you know, talks about defending the title at Mania. He smashed him. He stacked him. He pinned him. Uh, yeah. And we don't see either of those two men on this show really selling those. I mean, if you took a chair to the skull, you might be out for a little while. You'd be out for a couple. I'd say, I'd say more than five days. Yeah. More than five days. Maybe this Friday they'll be back. We'll see. Hmm. But anyways, just as Roman's ready to leave, Cesaro comes out. 
And he steps right in, gets in Roman's face, and takes a little glance at the Universal title. So I'm liking this tease here. Uh, but Roman's not. Roman doesn't give a shit. Cesaro goes to talk, but Roman just walks away. He doesn't even care. So, But I like that tease. I like that tease. Cesaro, Roman, Cesaro coming off that hot victory at, uh, at WrestleMania. Yeah. So uh, we just continue backstage where Adam Pearce, Sonya Deville are talking when Cesaro walks up, says he wants Roman tonight. Doesn't even need to be for the title. Sonya says she'll talk with Roman, so we'll see. Sonya Deville still kind of uh, one of our figureheads over here on SmackDown. Do we see her on Raw? No, I think she's strictly. Yeah, where Smackdown. Adam Pearce does kind of flip flop between uh, where, yeah. wherever he's needed. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know. I, f- I feel like eventually Sonya will get back in the ring. So yeah, who knows? But take as much time as she needs. Uh, but anyways, back in the ring we got Otis taking on Rey Mysterio. Just a standard big man, little man match. Uh, Rey Mysterio hits the six one nine, but then. When he goes for the splash, instead he hits a crucifix pin. So a bit of a twist on the finish. So, But he still gets the win. Still gets the win. This uh, this seems to be, I mean, are we still kind of keeping this maybe for our, uh, our kind of like baby face? You know, I mean, it seems like these guys are top baby faces in the tag division right now. Are the Mysterios, I think. Yeah, we just need to get those titles off Ziggler and Root. Somehow. <laughs> Yeah, so I don't know. But uh, anyways, we go backstage. Paul Heyman cutting a promo. He accepts the challenge of Cesaro, but it's not going to be against Roman Reigns. It's going to be against Jey Uso. That's so too you bad. to go through. Well, you know, yeah, it how. sort of seems like he, Jey Uso is the stepping stone to to take on Roman. Yeah, I don't think Reigns even wrestles on SmackDown these days. Uh, not since, wasn't he in that, uh, it was him and Kevin Owens? Steel Cage match. It was the one on Christmas Day, I think. I think that was Uso and Owens. Was that Uso? I think hmm. so. Well, yeah. No, you could be right. Know. You could be right. Maybe it's been a while since Roman Reigns has even had a television match. Yeah. Hmm. But maybe they're, by design, they're keeping him that way. Um, but anyways, Sami Zayn comes out next. He's real angry about everything that went wrong at WrestleMania. Logan Paul being a bum. and. Uh, he wants Owens one-on-one tonight. No fans, no distractions. So Owens comes out, and looks like we get WrestleMania Backlash early. Because we just get Sammy versus Owens, just like that. Was this already supposed <laughs> to be a match of Backlash? No, I just mean... Oh, we just, a, get, we just get it. Of, yeah, true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we, we know what these guys can do. So we get some good wrestling for a little bit. But uh, Owens goes for the stunner. Sammy escapes. And then he just takes the count out and leaves. But then Owen runs down, grabs him, hits him with a stunner anyways. So, well, eh, whatever. We, we got to see that stunner. Yeah. Now that they have those uh, additional uh, screens, those additional faces close to the top of the ramp too, you know? <laughs> got to get, get the people see it. Yeah. I saw Becky Lynch post a great photo on Twitter or Instagram of her wearing her new Sami Zayn shirt. And it's him with his shiny suit from a few weeks ago doing his little dance. Oh really? Shirt. The one where he's yeah. like on his like his he's like on his tippy toes kind of and like rocking yeah, like back and forth. Yeah, a little swirl thing. Yeah, <laughs> it's like six frames of that on the shirt. What an entertaining so, guy. Becky Lynch supporting our fellow Canadian. Of course, go fe- go go Canadians, right? Yes, go Canadians. Uh, but not the Montreal Canadiens. Uh, <laughs> backstage, the new Intercontinental Champ Apollo Cruz cutting a promo with the former Dabakato, 
who is now known as Commander Aziz. So uh, that's his rank, Commander. Uh, which <laughs> on a uh, an army scale is probably, you know, what, what would you say? Middle, uh, middle of the road, maybe? You're yeah. Not, you're not a private, but you're not a, a corporal, not, yeah. lieutenant, major. Yeah. Yeah, commander. You're in charge of a couple people. A couple people. You're not, you're not the man. You're not the boss around. People are still in charge of you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. But uh, the Street Profits come out next because they're hosting the celebration party. For new SmackDown Women's Champion, Bianca Belair. She just comes out looking great. The belt on her waist. You know, always like to see the waist belt wearers. Yeah, <laughs> few and far between, especially with all the uh, with all the heel champions we have. Uh, heels yeah. love carrying their belts in a way that's not practical for a belt. <laughs> yeah, it's a belt. It's a well, belt. Don't tell Vince it's a belt. He doesn't like Oh, well, belt. yeah, it's a championship. <laughs> it's a champion, exactly. But, uh, yeah, she cuts a nice baby face promo. She's happy. She's blessed. Never stop believing in the moment that it was possible. Uh, Gives shout-outs to all her family members. But she still throws in that little cockiness here and there. We all know and love. Uh, she shows some respect to Sasha. Thanks her for sharing the spotlight and pushing to make history together. And then she hugs with the Street Profits and they all pose together. Nice little moment. Yeah, exactly. The celebratory promo, so thumbs up. Yeah, and I think uh, there was a little backstage Sasha interview at one point, and she showed that nice, big, long gash from that whip, which will forever be a great WrestleMania moment. The crack of that whip. <laughs> a main event moment. Uh, yeah, yeah, I think was Bale, well, didn't Bailey jump in there too, somewhere around there? Uh, yeah, I can't remember. I didn't, I didn't get all... Oh, yeah, backstage, Bailey said she wants a shot at the title as well. So, yeah. hey, Bianca Bailey, that's a fresh match. Well, yeah, we're going to need some. We're going to need something because now, like, the babyface women run the WWE now. So I feel like we're on a we, – we can't – Well, we don't know what's going on with Ripley. I, well, they wouldn't have had that on NXT <laughs> if she wasn't, though. She should have – if she – she should have beaten up well, the other – she should have beaten the shit out of the other two. That would have been the way to play that. I mean, but Raquel's not really that babyface either. That's she a good was point. There. The whole thing. They both uh, should have ganged up on Bianca. Oh my god, that would have been I mean, sick. That would have been way better than like that self-fulfilling to... look at us. Because you know, like the way that WWE sometimes treats their women's division in that way, it's yeah. like that. Like, look at us. Look at how we treat our women now. <laughs> uh, like it's like not apologizing for the past, but making sure people know about your present. <laughs> yeah, I think that moment was just meant to be non-canon. Just a brief little, hey, here they go. Now they all go their separate non, ways. Non-kayfabe? <laughs> well, it was still kayfabe. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Well, I, I don't, mean, I don't well, know. I, I, I honestly don't know. I honestly do not know. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Uh, well, one thing they did this whole show, I only mentioned it once here, but they showed the replay of the Cesaro UFO spin like four times throughout this show. Uh, Michael Cole said it, though. It was the most impressive moment in WrestleMania history, this UFO spin. Inside, uh, would you agree? <laughs> no, it was very impressive, but the most in history? I don't know. Uh, but if that wasn't enough hyperbole for you, then Pat McAfee says, how about most impressive moment in human history? <laughs> so they were, oh, they were really one up in each other here. But uh, it was impressive. Hey, it was awesome. 
It was one of the best Cesaro moves. It's it's way better than the big swing, you know, when no hand are on your fucking shoulders. And no neck. hand are on your, yeah, yeah. You're kind of doing <laughs> this little, like, jig almost with your, uh, <laughs> yeah, with your hands, hands on, on hips. your hips. Uh, oh, man. Imagine if he start doing it a river dance at the same time. Yeah, exactly. He, starts, he <laughs> turns into Michael Flatley up there. Uh, yeah. That would be very impressive. But it was great. I mean, hey, at least it shows that they're seeing something in Cesaro right now. He's getting this little push. Yeah, he's getting the push, and it's almost, uh, unfortunately, it does feel kind of futile, <laughs> kind of futile, though. I, mean, I don't think anyone's dethroning Roman. Do you think, yeah, do you think Roman while. could go a full year? He has to be. Uh, I th- yeah, I think he could go till next WrestleMania if they wanted to. And I think at some point, the su- at some point in the yeah. summertime, he won it. Maybe like later yeah, summer, uh, mid-summer, maybe? Like SummerSlam, maybe? No, uh, it was... Uh, Pay uh, whatever like payback between. I want to say payback. I can't remember because they move the fucking pay per views around. Not I think they <laughs> no. I think didn't he come back at SummerSlam? It was like, wasn't it like Strowman to the Fiend to the Roman? Like Roman <laughs> came back and attacked them, and then the next month, I don't know. Yeah, I, I. No, and then the match was Braun Fiend. It was Fiend Champion. Braun and Roman, Roman pinned Braun in the triple threat. I think okay. that's what happened. And that might have been Night of Champions? Oh, my God. No, that was Ujay Uso. Either way, this guy <laughs> has been dominating ever yeah. since. Like, we can't remember what the Universal title was before. Well, it was, yeah, it was, all, it it was, was a joke. There, there was Braun, Fiend, and Goldberg. I could not tell you what the order was. I have no idea <laughs> the exact kind of uh, you know way it went around, but yeah, it, Roman is almost synonymous with this Universal Championship match or belt, and uh, let's see him give a good one to Cesaro or Cesaro give a good one to Roman. Yeah, that'll be great. They could put backlash. A, they could put on a classic backlash main event. Yeah, that's what it should be. Very much so. That could be it. Uh, we get a SmackDown tag title match. Rude and Ziggler defending against the Street Profits. Um, and Ziggler looked like he was ripping off Bianca Belair. He had his hair in like a big braid down the back. He's always doing weird shit with his hair. I mean, when you got that much of it. (laughs) But he can't decide. Some weeks he straightens it. Some weeks it's all curly. Yeah, sometimes it's like permed. Uh, he's really done everything (laughs) with his hair. Uh, anyways, I mean, if, if, if I had a team of makeup artists and hairstylists kind of available at my disposal once a week, I'd be like, yeah, let's fucking go to town on this. <laughs> let's figure out what we can do. Well, uh, the match itself was fine. You know, everyone's uh, Ford. He eventually hits that from the heavens frog splash, but Ziggler breaks it up. And soon after, he hits the zigzag. And that gets a three count, retains the titles. So, uh, Rude Ziggler, I don't know. They're not doing much, but they're keeping the belts on them for whatever reason. Yeah, I thought for a moment, just because this followed the Bianca Belair uh, Look Me Go celebration with uh, Buddy, what, Ford, Montez Ford in the ring with her, I'm thinking to myself, like, okay, he's going to get it too. This is just going to be like the Belair family night. But then, uh, yeah, I got the the carpet pulled underneath, uh, from underneath me. Um, (laughs) You know, that's about Um, it. It's weird, yeah. Like Street Profits, Otis and Gable, and Ray and Dom—they're all—they all seem to be way more better built up as teams right now than Rude and Ziggler. But so maybe that's why. Whatever reason, maybe that's why we got to build them. I guess so. Like it feels those three teams, like it feels like their reign could end at any any given Friday. 
Yeah, just like it begun. And he. <laughs> uh, but that's it. That's it for that one. Uh, that one's in the bag. <laughs> let's move on to women's action here. Shayna Baszler takes on Natalia. So, of course, you have Naya Tamita on the outside just fucking around. And, uh, but Naya ends up messing up Shayna, her own partner. And Natty rolls her up from behind to get the big three count. Then afterwards, Naya goes after Natty. But Tamina super kicks the air near Naya. And the wind just knocks her down. <laughs> Did you see that super kick? Yeah. <laughs> the wind just whoosh, knocked her down. That's what it was. Yeah, you could see her hair just oh, out <laughs> of the wind. But, uh, yeah. I mean, as long as they're going to hold these belts, they have the right to show up on SmackDown all the time. Yeah, you know, it's uh, they're not breaking the uh, brand brand invitational rules in any way. Uh, but yeah, what I mean, this was kind of like the singles version of the match that we had at Mania with equal amount of shenanigans. Mm-hmm. Uh, which uh, is too bad because I feel like in in this show that we did before Mania, I was kind of excited for Natalia and Tamina to win. And now not, o- not only did they not win, but now they've lost twice. And I'm like, oh. Oh, uh, but then Natalia yeah. wins here. So it's like, what the fuck? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then Natalia gets the, but you know, anytime there's any, anytime they do these singles, you know, when you, you take the tag teams then on two separate weeks, like next week we'll get Tamina Naya mm-hmm. with Natalia and Baszler at the side. Yeah. Like kind of standing ringside <laughs> like that never quite sells it to me because to me those are almost like tag matches a pin gets broken up uh somebody gets hit who they shouldn't and then there's a winner and i'm kind of like ah that's pretty much just a tag where the other person isn't in the match <laughs> isn't in the yeah. match they feel very similar to me no i think that's exactly it they they want to book the same match three weeks in a row without having to do the same match wow pretty much <laughs> But, yeah, I don't know. They're still, they're keeping this Natalia Tamina thing going, so either just give them the belts or something. Yeah, they were the team for me kind of going forward, but then uh, that didn't happen, and now, oh, well. Here we are. Oh, well. Uh, Main event time. It's the, well, he's the main event of SmackDown pretty much every week these days. Jey Uso taking on Cesaro. Uh Battle of the Andre the Giant Battle Royal winners here. Oof, two former uh, winners. Yeah, from the first to the most recent. So, uh, anyways, we get a fun little match here. You know, Cesaro just doing what he does. The the feats of strength, the great wrestling maneuvers. But uh, Uso can hang with him too. So, you know, yeah, he's probably had more main events than anyone in the COVID era, right? It's, At least on SmackDown. It seems like it. Yeah, Jey Uso has just been on a fucking tear. Yeah. So anyways, everything's going well. Cesaro gets Uso in the swing. But before he can get too many spins going, Seth Rollins comes in uh, and attacks him, causing the DQ, ruining a good main event. Then Rollins just yells at him, you got lucky. So I guess their feud continues, kind of putting a wrench in that uh, Cesaro-Roman thing. Or who knows? Maybe he'll get a triple threat. Who knows? There's many ways they can go. Many ways we can go with this. Um... At the end of the show, I mean, you know what I was surprised about most about this match? Because I saw the clock starting to tick. We're coming down there at 10 p.m. I'm I'm thinking to myself, (laughs) where's Baron Corbin? Uh This is SmackDown Live. It's a Friday night. Where? where, We made it. We made it. Where's Baron Corbin? 
Yeah, we made it through the I whole thought, show. Yeah, I thought he was going to come in at one point, you know, ruin this potential <laughs> uh, Cesaro uh, thing, you know, that we had going on. Yeah. Um, fun to see Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns in around each other. I mean, yeah, since they've both developed these new characters, they've never interacted. The uh, the Messiah and the Chief. Yeah. So, hmm. yeah, they'll have to cross paths eventually. Too much history there, but... Too much history. Yeah, there. I don't know. Maybe, uh, maybe this leads to Cesaro Rollins number one contender match, and then uh, go from there. Either way, out of uh, if I'm thinking how you know a lot of these things are being booked right now, the Universal Championship continues to be at least the best booked belt. Like you know, one of the, one of the belts, best booked belts. Oh my God, say that ten times fast. <laughs> uh, between the two shows. It was consistent. Oh, yeah, it was consistent going into Mania, and now we're our one week. And I know it's only one week out, small sample size, but the possibilities are, are still seem to be there very presently. Yeah, I think that's. I mean, we've been saying it for a while. SmackDown is the A show now, and uh, even transitioning, you would this Universal Title reign right before that. You had SmackDown Women's Title Bailey. She was having the reign of the year, the year prior. So SmackDown's just been killing it. I mean, certainly, I think between the two women's belts, I would say SmackDown has had the edge. I'd say that's the more important belt. Oh, yeah. If you were to ask me that same yeah. question about their world championships, just, you know, I mean, the WWE Championship's done a great job. It really has. And Drew McIntyre carried that thing and everything with Randy. It has been a lot of fun. I got to give the edge to the Universal title, though. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, yeah, that was it. That was your SmackDown after Mania. No Brian, no Edge. But maybe they'll come back because I'm sure they want. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll have a f- throw them against Cesaro. We got to figure out who's going to fight Roman next. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> the once the next pay per view backlash, it's sooner than we think, right? Something may. Yeah, it's got to be a couple. Okay. Yeah, it's sooner sooner than we think. Uh, and is it at Thunderdome? Is that what's going on there? Yeah. No fans. We're Probably not till SummerSlam. But uh, May 16th. So we got about yeah three weeks. Three weeks. Okay. And a half. I don't know. Uh, but that was SmackDown. Yeah, that was SmackDown. Let's uh, let's move on through the week, shall we? Let's get ourselves into Monday Night Raw. Let's get raw. Let's get raw. This show has been on for so long, it actually predates the television. Uh, I, I asked Vince McMahon. I asked him yeah. personally. I was like, hey, what's what's been around longer, Monday Night Raw on the USA Network or television? And he said, Monday Night Raw. That's right. So got to believe him. Uh, uh, I got to believe him. We, do, uh, we kick off the show this week, though. It's actually uh, a rematch from a preview. Well... Uh, first we had Drew McIntyre come out. Oh, my bad. My bad. Yeah, that's all right. Cuts a little promo about, uh, the backlash title match against Lashley and talks about Mace and T-Bar and, you know, MVP being mastermind behind all that. But, uh, yeah, so MVP comes out and then Drew gets attacked again by Mace and T-Bar. Um, so then backstage he wants a match against him later. I and um yeah, I'd almost forgotten that uh Drew earned that title shot already. <laughs> yeah, they um, kind of And this this air this this uh, this episode of Monday Night Raw was April 19th, almost and you just said May 16th. That is 
27 days, almost an entire month away, uh, we rebooked the uh, the match. Feels a bit odd, but uh, Drew's Drew's got a lot of work to do. Uh, <laughs> kind of carrying this, yeah. Kind of carrying this, possibly. No, it does feel odd. Like we were just talking about SmackDown. That's the intrigue. We don't know who's going for the belt next. It's not already. You know, we've got a couple of weeks to build and anticipate. So yeah, yeah we know Roman Reigns is going to be the main event of Backlash. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have no idea how he's going to get there, though. That's the best part. Yeah. Uh, but like you said, we've got this rematch from last week. Cedric and Shelton taking on the Viking Raiders. Uh, just picking up with that momentum from their big return. Looking good here. Uh, eventually they hit the Viking experience to get the win. The common, the new guy on commentary called it the Viking Express. So, good for him. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I also, he had a couple good ones too, uh, where he just flat out did not know the name of the move. Yeah, I don't think he's has any sort of wrestling background. And well, just... th- this what seems weird about the two different. Okay, so okay, so our new guys. I don't even remember this guy's fucking name. Yeah, it's like our. I don't know something weird. Yeah, it's something. It's something not easy to remember either. But 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 either way. <laughs> so between you know the new commentator on Raw, we have Pat McAfee on SmackDown. Like if you were to take a non wrestler, let's say somebody who's like seen it but has no clue what they're watching. Would you rather put him on play-by-play or okay? Not even I'm not even gonna say wrestling. Like let's say you have basketball, somebody who has mm-hmm. no clue what's going on in basketball. Are you gonna put that guy on play-by-play? Or are you gonna put that guy on color? Color. Probably color, right? Because if he can just <laughs> react yeah, to just what's happening, that's yeah. all you have to do. Corey Graves made an entire career out of uh, just um, just talking sh- talking shit about the new day. Yeah. Right. And so Pat McAfee in that role is incredible because he just gets to re- he just gets to be you know over the top excited that part of the job. But like, and he also knows he can call some moves. He knows he what can a call out some is. maneuvers. Yeah. But then to be, yeah. to be doing play by play of something you're not familiar with, uh, wow, that's a huge, huge obstacle, it's a huge task to overcome. Yeah, they've tried it before. It hasn't worked. They've brought in like former NFL announcers and shit. And it just it one do, guy. It doesn't work on play by. It doesn't work on. Yeah, only works on color, I guess. Yeah, the one guy in the big main event, he called Jeff Hardy. Jeff Harvey. <laughs> He's like Jeff Harvey, your winner. Jeff Harvey, and I'm, okay, and, and kudos to this guy though because like I couldn't do play by play on Monday Night Raw. Uh, I think you could. You could. I, okay, maybe I could pull off a better job, but you know, I'm, I'm saying it's still a difficult thing to do. It is. It is. He he with... has the professional broadcasting experience. I have the professional wrestling watching experience. Right? We uh, we both gotta come at it with ourselves. Well, uh, yeah. I don't know. Hopefully next week will be better. You know, all, all that we can really <laughs> hope is that it's better and better. And I'd rather you not know what's happening on screen than Byron Saxon say something fucking stupid. Yeah. So, I don't know. We'll see. We'll give this guy a chance. Of course. We always do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, backstage, Randy Orton's getting interviewed when good old Riddle comes scootering over, doing his stoner shtick, uh, proposes a tag team, the RK Bros. Uh, we can get matching scooter. You can get little fangs and snakeskin on yours. Orton doesn't even respond. He just walks off. Mm. He doesn't have time for this. Uh, but it turns out he walked over to Adam Pierce to tell him he wants a match with whoever that stoner was. So we'll get that in a bit. He doesn't even know who he is. 
but before that, Charlotte Flair comes out, cut a promo. Uh, it was basically a promo recapping her promo from last week. <laughs> I love a classic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I love a classic recap promo. Um, I think she called at one point. She called the uh, rest of the women in the locker room rats. Yeah, she's yeah. They're all jealous of her. They're all jealous of her. Things like that. And <laughs> yeah, something like that. She loves doing the voice like Ah, oh, Charlotte, to make fun of the other girls. I mean, it makes sense. You know, Charlotte <laughs> is the best. So, well, some women disagree. Oscar comes out. Rhea Ripley comes out. They all get some words in. Uh, and Oscar says, "Charlotte, tonight I'll beat you, bitch." So when Oscar says "bitch," yeah, we got, yeah. Well, we get a ra- yeah, we got the rare Oscar uh, microphone appearance. Doesn't happen too often. Yeah. So they'll fight later. Uh, winner gets a title shot, I think. We'll see. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but it's time for Riddle versus Orton. Uh, early on, Riddle just going for lots of sleeper holds, trying to wear the the Viper down. Uh, but the snake slithers out. He's fighting back. He launches Riddle onto the announce table. They go back and forth for a while, back in the ring. Um, yeah, eventually, Orton hits his big draping DDT, goes to follow up with the RKO, but then Riddle catches him in a crucifix, pins him down for the three count. Huge win for Riddle here. Maybe even bigger than the U.S. title win. Yeah. No, I think could- a guy like Randy Orton. That's, uh, yeah, that's a pretty great. And Randy Orton continues to just be doing good work. He's been doing great work all year. <laughs> yeah. He I mean, really he, has uh, been. He's been so, so, f- such a such a consistent part of this show. Has been Randy yeah. Orton uh, ever since, uh, probably ever since last Mania. And then remember that he, they had the great, he had the greatest wrestling match. He did have the greatest wrestling match ever. Yeah. And then from there it was. Uh, on to Drew, on to The Fiend, and on to this. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, kudos. And all, yeah, very diverse types of feuds, too. You know, he had some, the crazy horror, he had the serious wrestling, the vindictiveness. Yeah, he seems, yeah, yeah, Randy Orton's at this point where I feel like he can do more good by putting people over. Yeah, like I said, you know, this felt like a big deal, pinning Randy Orton clean for Riddle. That is a huge deal, that is a huge deal. And it still gives me confidence, even though they treat Riddle like a goof. They still see something big in him. For, he's getting wins. Yeah, and you know, yeah, you get a win. Like I feel like at this point, also in in life, you don't just get a win over Randy Orton. Yeah, he's not just but. handing them out like it's fucking candy at Halloween. Like if 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 he's pitting you in the ring, it's for it's because. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, some tag action. Shayna Baszler, Nia Jax taking on Lana and Naomi. Uh, you know, it's going okay when Dana and Mandy come out uh, mid-match just to play the footage of Nia being clumsy last week. This enrages Jax, and she just storms off after them, leaving Shayna all alone. So Lana, Lana and Naomi hit her with a double face buster. Get the win. So just give the belts already. Yeah, Everyone's pinning the chance, but you're not getting. Yeah, this was the first couple minutes or the first minute was like solid tag team wrestling, and then just downhill <laughs> after that. Because yeah. to me, like shenanigans are fine. Yeah, but to me, a shenanigan has to make sense. So Nia Jax, the champion, I feel like she's she shouldn't be suckered into doing something so stupid so easily because that's a classic babyface move. 
being so ridiculously stupid, but you're still a champion <laughs> in some kind of way. I feel like she she's too stupid to be a heel champion. Does that make yeah. sense? I feel we've never seen that, or maybe this is just a character we've never seen before. A uh, dumb, well, one thing I... dominant, <laughs> stupid heel. <laughs> The uh, one thing I've noticed is that uh, the last two weeks we've quietly had a disappearance of Reginald. He's nowhere to be found. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, post mania, we uh, honestly, he was such an afterthought for me. Uh, oh, I'm glad he's gone. I didn't even That's notice I... <laughs> that he wasn't. Even I don't think in this he match. was at mania. I don't think he's been at anything the last two or three weeks. No, I so. think yeah, you missed mania. Hmm. Yeah, well, glad, he... but it's fine. He was nothing. Yeah, he probably made some cash though, you know. And uh... yeah, I'm sure he's still around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Miz and Maurice come out for a, a Miz TV, Miz and Mrs. celebration. They just kind of put themselves over, have a big kiss. Pyro goes off. They're sipping champagne. Uh, but then Damian Priest interrupts. They exchange words. He drinks some champagne and they splash it in his face. And then they run off. The disrespect. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but then Elias comes out to perform, but he's interrupted by New Day with Xavier rocking a big old bass guitar, just plucking away. Yeah, it was like, it was hanging super low, like uh, you know, like that Metallica bass player. Like it was low. Roman Reigns. No, oh, Roman Reigns. He just got look like Roman Reigns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if. Uh, yeah. I wonder if. I mean, we know if Xavier plays a trombone. Do you think this was his own personal bass guitar? Could be. Could be. Uh, but we're getting Elias and Kofi Kingston in the ring. It's funny, man. Like a year or two ago, I used to look forward to Elias segments, but now I just don't care that much when I see him. Yeah, what? What? Even in his in the in the period of time when he did debut, and all he was doing was coming out to the middle of the crowd. I mean, I guess that really shows. Yeah, maybe that really shows how much the crowd was essential for Elias. Because you, yeah. you need them to yell back, you know, WWE stands for rock. Yeah. And then the yeah. shit talking your city based on how bad your sports team <laughs> is. Like, yeah, he thrived in that environment. Yeah. So, yeah, probably lack of crowds and also the addition of Jackson Riker brings him down a bit as well. Yeah, that could be it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, the match is okay. Elias kicks out of the SOS. They fight up to the top rope. Kofi goes for a Hurricane Rana. Elias blocks it, so Kofi falls hard to the mat, and then Elias follows up with the beautiful diving elbow drop, and an elbow that good looking gets him the three count. So hey, big win for Elias. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. Th I mean, it was pretty clean. You know Riker what's weird? Really or anything. So I'm just kind of uh, just kind of using my noodle right now. Uh, <laughs> this is like a where. <laughs> Where's AJ? I was gonna bring that up as well. So, Him so New Day, New Day, and Riker, uh, Elias. Like, why do we have a tag feud that's not AJ and Omos? Well, they, yeah, they won the belts and haven't been seen since. Bizarre. It's two weeks. Kind of put. Just kind of put that together. Okay. Yeah, no, I mean, I was all excited. I'm like, hey, almost won well, the belt. Well, dude, and... if you want to start off with, like, you know, the way we started our show this week, Viking Raiders, this is the second week they took on Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. That's two non-title yeah, kinda... tag feuds going on simul a same show simultaneously. Yeah, no, I, uh, 
Bizarre. Yeah. How can how can you misplace a guy as big as Omos? How the fuck do you? Know they how? certainly didn't lose him. <laughs> He's. They were like no no one back then were like shit. Uh, where's Omos? Yeah. I mean, I did hear one rumor that there was a small COVID outbreak, so that could be it. Oh, is, okay. But yeah, I don't know. Happens. It's Vince. Maybe he just didn't book. Yeah. Uh, but then we go back to Alexa's playground. She just gives us the background story on her little doll friend, Lily, who she's known since childhood. And they kind of... <laughs> They like photoshopped old family yeah, photos. That, like clearly like her family like Christmas a, and then it's just like a baby and a doll just up there. Yeah. Uh, no no funny. parent would let their kid have that doll. Absolutely yeah. not. That thing's It was funny, but I don't think it was supposed to be funny. Uh, yeah, yeah, I don't think it was supposed to be. Uh so she tells stories of like shoving some little bitch off the playground and breaking the kid's arm and when the parents asked her why, she said Lily made me do it. And Lily did not like The Fiend, and she doesn't like any of the women's rosters. So watch out. Yeah, too bad <laughs> for The Fiend, I guess? Because uh, he was uh, our baby face, and then Alexa Bliss took him out, so she's a heel now? Yeah, I don't know what The Fiend. We haven't seen him either. Um, okay, what, what? right now? Months? Two months until what? we see Bray Wyatt again, or Ro- um, Jake Rotunda, whatever his name is. Like, because this happens. This happens. Fiend, I don't know where Fiend he goes from built, here. He loses, and now we don't see him for two months. And gets built, he loses. How did they fuck this up again? How did they fuck him up so much? The merch sales must have gone down. Vince clearly only likes Bray Wyatt and the Fiend for the way the crowd responds. The crowd doesn't respond as well. He doesn't like him anymore. When like there's not a crowd. Well, or a crowd, you know, crowd merch sales, you know, those, no, those sorts of things. Um, like how have we yeah. fucked this up twice? I don't know. I don't know what. Uh, yeah, what? When Bray Wyatt does come back, what does he look like? Who is he? Yeah, when, and when and is... and what was it all for? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if the end game was for this Lily. I mean, if Alexa's going to start wrestling as Lily, and that's her, the Fiend character. But, like, there's no way that was the goal when they started the Fiend. They, <laughs> no, they didn't not create <laughs> the Fiend so that two and a half years later, Alexa Bliss could go on a singles run. Like, no. where did we give up on the Fiend and sort of uh, not really create a new original story, but just kind of, like, pivot it to be Alexa Bliss instead? Like, how did this happen? Who's calling the well, shots over here? Jesus Christ. I think uh, between the time period of Hell in a Cell and Saudi Arabia is when The Fiend really fucked up. Oh, like the, uh, the yeah, that, <laughs> the that Hell in a Cell thing. thing. But he won it back after that, I think. I mean, he won it, but then he lost it again in Saudi to Goldberg. So it was like... Oh. <sighs> yeah, that's so bizarre. That's so bizarre. Like this time last year... Was it this time last year? No, but just, uh, we were so high on him for so long. Oh, yeah. When he first came in, he was the hottest thing in well, the world. Yeah, well, I guess world. this time last year, he was coming off hot after that uh, Firefly Funhouse match, which was beyond everybody's expectations, I think. Yeah. No, it was uh, maybe the second or third best match of Mania, depending on what you like. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. We'll keep, We'll see. We'll see. Well, um, if we don't, though, um, you know, rest in peace, The Fiend, Bray Wyatt. Uh, you meant a lot to me personally. 
Um, I'm so thankful that you gave me the opportunity to watch your first uh, intro with lights and camera yeah. and action. Uh, yeah. You will be missed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Back in the ring, we got this handicap match. Drew McIntyre taking on T-Bar and Mace all by himself. Um, so they slug it out for a while. Uh, eventually, Mace and T-Bar just double-team Drew, and they don't stop. So the ref has no choice but to disqualify him. So they continue the beatdown anyways until Braun Strowman comes marching down to the ring, and we just restart this match, make it a proper tag match. Oh, guys, so. just restart it. I mean, why we could have just started with this, but whatever. We love to waste time on Raw. <laughs> yeah, no AJ, no uh, no Bray, but we're have, we're getting a two for one. Yeah, and uh, these masks. We've been talking about these stupid masks for a long time, and this was the final straw here. Mace's mask looks like a cut Strowman on the forehead. Um, so later on, Drew does everyone a favor. He grabs Mace's mask and rips it off. Revealing Dio Madden underneath. And then he just slaps him in the face with the mask. Sounded painful. That was some heart. <laughs> so he beats the shit out of him. Uh, but you can't do that. That's a weapon, Drew. So that's a DQ. <laughs> Everyone starts brawling. And then Braun rips off T-Bar's mask. Revealing Dominic Dijakovic. Wait. But the they didn't they didn't mention any names. Wait, T-Bar was actually Dominic <laughs> Dijakovic this whole time? You wouldn't know it, no. but... Um, uh, yeah, so the masks are off. He gets slapped in the face with his mask, and the two of them walk out. Hopefully that's the last we ever see of those masks. Yeah, like you said, they weren't named. Uh, but that being said, though, I don't know if Play-By-Play -play would know their names in the first place. This would have been a classic. Well, I would have slipped especially up. Especially not the new guy. I would have slipped sure. up. Yeah, I yeah. would have been like, holy shit, Dominic. But this gives me hope. This gives me hope. The masks are off. Uh, next thing is losing the names and then just... Now just wrestling, being what we always wanted you to be from NXT. Yeah, either be a tag team together or yeah, apart, uh, single stars, who knows? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Damien Priest takes on The Miz, uh, but it was nothing special. You know, Maurice was there fucking around, trying to help out. Uh, but she ends up costing Miz as Priest hits the lights, gets the win. No Bad Bunny, though. He's done. Yeah, Bad Bunny. He's going, he's going on tour now. Uh, yeah. We're hitting the lights. What did it used to be called? The Reckoning. The Reckoning, yeah. yeah. Which is easier to write. Because I don't know. Wouldn't that be the worst if they made you change your finisher name because of a character, and then they write off the character, but you can't get your finisher name back? <laughs> yeah. Like, what was it all for? I don't what know. was it all for? Nice to see Damien Priest. At least still getting booked, though. Uh, coming out of yeah. the, coming hot out of Mania. Um, he picked up a clean win, even if, uh, you know, Maurice was there for distractions. Uh, John Morrison's absence went unexplained. Uh, not saying they uh... should have to explain it, but uh, when he's not there, when he's always been there, it's the first thing that I, I mean, especially, especially with that new haircut of his, uh, it's the only thing I notice. Uh, maybe he falls into that COVID rumor. Right. There is. Yeah. You said there's a bit of rumor there. Yeah. But, uh, well, another guy that we hadn't seen since his win at WrestleMania, the new U.S. champ, Sheamus, come, Sheamus comes out to cut a promo. And he's going to issue an open challenge for his belt whenever he decides. Uh, but then um, <laughs> Umberto Carrillo comes out 
Uh, but Seamus beats him down and just slams him all around. Hits a brogue kick. Leaves him laid out. So no official match, just a beat down. Yeah, no official match. The uh, the baby, f- yeah, I feel like only a, a, a baby face is going to open challenge every week. Carrillo, a bit of a survivor of the release in Ink, yeah, too. We barely also, ever see. Also, <laughs> I wonder what his plans are, uh, especially on the main roster. I feel like he'd fit in great amongst the uh, 205 Live crowd or that cruiserweight title. Yeah, crowd. him and Kushida, him and Santos. Swerve, that could be some fun. Yeah, I feel like he would fit yeah. in very well there, but who knows? Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But let's go to this main event. We got your queen, Charlotte Flair, taking on the person nobody's ready for, Asuka. Um, and then I think Rhea Ripley was just watching from the ramp because she's the champ. Yeah, she's just standing there, I guess. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you know the match was good. We've seen these two go at it plenty of times. Uh, Charlotte's avoiding the Oscar lock. She gets the figure eight applied, but then Ripley just yanks her off behind the ref's back. So Charlotte goes after Rhea, which allows Oscar to pin Charlotte from behind. Gets the three count. Uh, so then afterwards, Charlotte just freaks out, goes crazy, starts beating up the ref. All the other officials have to come out to stop her, and uh, she kicks the guy in the gut one more time. So uh, Charlotte stands tall over a bunch of refs. Kind of a, <laughs> a bit of a weird That was a cool look. That was a cool look, I gotta <laughs> say. I gotta say. Well, yeah. I mean, obviously. I mean, yeah, they're crazy Charlotte. That's what they're playing. Yeah, she's a badass. Crazy Charlotte. I mean, that's about it. Yeah, circling around that, that was, title. Yeah. N- yeah, without even Rhea Ripley having to do much. Uh, do you think Rhea Charlotte is going to be the backlash match? Could be. We could always do the old triple threat. The old uh, women's but, division triple threat. Classic move. But yeah, it definitely seems like they're the only three in the picture at the moment. I can't even think of anyone else. Yeah, because I mean, obviously, Nia, Shayna are. They're when they're tag shit. And also, and, you know uh, what's worse about the Nia Shayna thing is that they're doing it while occupying like seventy five percent of the roster. Yeah, on both shows. On both shows, that's the thing, right? <laughs> like this, like this, you know, uh, who else? Like Naomi cannot challenge for this belt here because she's busy with Lana and busy with Nia. And then you're like, fuck. Okay, yeah. who's next? And then? Dana and Mandy. Exactly. Yeah, like everyone's tied up on something that doesn't matter. When this is the real shit that matters. <laughs> Well, we'll see what they uh, give us for Backlash. We'll see what they give us for Backlash. We still have a month. Jesus Christ, before that happens. Uh, Mike, should we take a break now, though? Yeah, let's take a break. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We have the uh, the non-Wednesday Night Wars, but we do have to talk about the rest of the wrestling world. Of course, we've got the Wrestler of the Week, so you're going to want to stick around. Let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Yeah, let's shoot. Butter, butter. here with part two of the podcast it's funny so we're covering our part two here uh we're covering the wednesday night war but there was no actual battle to be fought i mean yeah we've got our i mean we used to have to pick what show we talk about first now the week is kind of lined up chronologically it's lined up a little better and they do all the thinking for us so let's start it shall we let's head over to tuesday night on nxt nxt what does it mean i don't know but it's a good wrestling show nxt Watch and see. Where there has been no commentary change. I don't know, but, nope. but we have a new logo. NXT. 
Do we? I didn't even know. Yeah, so um, I, 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 this was the way it was like fucking branded. I noticed throughout the entire show. So it's NXT, the classic logo, but it has like a, uh, uh like a bird's skeleton. Oh, I'm looking. The at wings are kind it. of open, and there's a big X behind it. <laughs> Yeah. I don't get, huh. It's just a new. I just know. I think it's like, it's like a, a new, skull. It's like a golden skull. Yeah, there. it's kind of you know. It's very okay. very Triple H. Uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely Triple H. Right off the bat, I think this may have been like a painting that was in Triple H's yeah. home, and he was like, "That's the one." Yeah, uh, that's heavy metal, bro. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Oh, that's so heavy metal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But oh, either looks way, fine. either way, we have a new logo. So it's now that, that I'm great? googling it. I'm noticing that there's two versions. Well, there's always been two versions, the horizontal and the vertical NXT logo, because it kind of works both ways. Oh, they have it? Yeah, like, I was picturing the horizontal one. The horizontal seems to be the standard, but a lot of, like, the takeover logos, it's like NXT. Yeah, anytime the that they have to, like, they have their sign, like, a sign, but it only works in portrait. And, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, oh, we got to do the vertical one here. Like our Toronto one, our caribou antlers, that was the vertical. Yes. Caribou. Right. Do you see a bunch of those in Toronto? Do they still have those rainbow painted ones? <laughs> no, they're sort of like all over the place. But I do remember the ones that you're talking about. Yeah, I think a lot of them were like sold <laughs> privately. Uh, they were they were like beanie babies. They were hot for a little bit and then yeah, sold them off. Mm. <laughs> uh, but yes, thank you for that logo. I I'm sure I saw it, but I was just like not even paying attention. Yeah, not, yeah. Don't <laughs> worry. A lot of people don't notice these sorts of things. Hey, I mean, sometimes I'm like, hey, new music. And you're like, really? Hmm. Mm -hmm. It happens. Yeah, it happens. But uh, let's kick off with Kyle O'Reilly strutting down to the ring. Uh, cool Kyle, <laughs> as some people are calling him with his, Do it, his jean jacket, his fedora. Doing his <laughs> best uh, Orange Cassidy impression down to the ring. Yeah. So do you think this is his wardrobe or do you think this is Triple H again? Being like, hey, man, let's get you looking fucking heavy metal. Yeah, I wonder, because it was less heavy metal, more Canadian tuxedo. Yeah, but I think they were trying. They're like, yeah, jean jacket, like he's this badass man, jean vest. And he kind of, he he had a, he, and he was, he had a little bit of a cooler haircut, you know, in the past couple months. His hair has been growing a little cooler. Yeah, it's like a, it's getting kind of, it's like a ratty looking mohawk thing. Yeah, with a cool beard. Oh. I don't know, he's a cool looking guy, though. He's cool. Yeah, he's cool. He's cool. All... Cool Kyle. Uh, <laughs> So he just cuts a promo, he beat Adam Cole, uh, he wants to put all that behind him. Time to move on. He's got to get that killer instinct and talks about what he should do next. Going after a championship and specifically carrying cross. Uh, but then he gets interrupted by Cameron Grimes. Yeehaw! He congratulates Kyle, uh, says he made a ton of money on DraftKings by betting on him, so... But Kyle's not playing along with the goofiness. Uh, he knocks down Cameron, and they'll have a match later. That sounds cool. Mm -hmm. What a fun little way to book a match, too. Yeah. And I think uh, there was, at one point, there was a little backstage thing with Grimes where he got outbid on an NFT by the Million Dollar Man. Yeah. Yeah. There was an More NFT. There was a, a non fungible. <laughs> NFT talk. A no, uh, yeah. You know, a, a non fungible token. They're big. Yeah. They're big. I mean, we talked about it last week. Yeah. yeah we did. I mean, they're around. They're happening. They're happening, baby. It's all, it's happening. I hear they're bad for the environment, though. That's what I hear. I mean, Bitcoin, I mean, any crypto is bad for the environment. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. I mean, it's weird. How? Yeah. I get it. But you get it now? I always got it. No, I think I last week it almost felt okay because last week it almost felt like you didn't get it and you were like, "I understand the concept." I still. Oh, you just don't get the why someone would want to do it. 
Like, right? Yeah. I understand you think it'll go up. You'll want to obtain the money, but to, like, is this a portrait you're gonna hang on your wall? No. <laughs> yeah, put it on your wall, or how, you you would need, you would need like a little com- a separate computer. Like, would you rather buy a replica of the WWE title or spend five hundred dollars on an image of the WWE title? Both. I know what yeah. you would pick. Yeah, I know yeah, what you. Yeah, yeah. I know what you. Mm-hmm. I know what I'd pick. <laughs> well, Mike, you seem like the kind Anyways. of guy. You d- do you download uh, video games from the marketplace, or do you always buy them? Well, I've got the Game Pass, the greatest deal in gaming. Okay, so, so you them. will. So you do play non-physical versions of the games. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Game Pass, man. The MLB, the show, just came to Game Pass. You suckers on PlayStation got to pay full price. Yeah, it's a good point. Hey, man. Yeah, if you want to play all those games, <laughs> NHL t- NHL twenty ones on Game Pass. If you had that, you could be playing your. You could be making a hut team. Yeah, you could be playing that Sea of Thieves on Game Pass. Yeah, I haven't played hut in a couple years. You know. Yeah. Anyways, sorry for the video games. <laughs> Cameron Grimes a gamer. He loves his games. <laughs> sorry, That's okay. we're off the rails. But let's get into the ring. To uh, see L.A. Knight take on Dexter Loomis. Uh, yeah, you know, both men just doing their shtick. The loud mouth versus the silent stalker. Uh, they fight to the floor. Loomis crawls over to the barricade. And then through the through the plexiglass, he sees his boo, Indy Hartwell. And they just did a little prison handshake, touching hands through the glass. Uh, and then they walk over to meet in the middle. Indy falls down. I don't know if that was a shoot or not. Her little stumble there. Did you see it? I did see it. Yeah, you're right. I didn't think really anything of it. I think I thought like, oops, <laughs> like that you fell. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, they lock eyes once again. They kind of lean in. But then L.A. Knight attacks Dexter from behind, uh, cucking him, as they say. Almost. <laughs> so Loomis fights back. Indy's just like gazing on longingly from the side. Uh, but it kind of distracts Dexter a bit as he looks back at her and Knight hits a nice cutter to get the win. Uh, yeah, and then afterwards, Indy jumps on the apron, just closes her eyes, puckers her lips up for that big kiss. Dexter draws in, but then the way come out and they just yank her down off the apron once again, uh, cucking everyone here. So they drag her away. This Romeo and Juliet love story will have to wait. We'll have to wait. Uh, I also never knew that it was called a prison handshake when you put your bun, bun, both people put their hands against the glass. I, I kind of just thought of that now on the spot. And it it it, it works. <laughs> yeah. So there we go. Uh, put that in your album, uh, Drake. <laughs> the the prison handshake. Use that line, <laughs> you ghost writing son of a bitch. Yeah. Now I touch my own snake. Only contact I get's the prison handshake. Not bad. No, we could work. Some, we could go. work something in there. I mean, Drake's always <laughs> looking for people writing his rhymes. So yeah, I'll listen to the show. Yeah. yeah, fellow Canadian, keep the money in the country. Keep the money in the country. I like. I love hearing <laughs> it. All right, Beth Phoenix has a sit-down interview with Io Shirai about losing the title to Raquel at the Takeover. Uh, Io just cuts a promo saying, "When the time's right, I'm gonna get my rematch. But for now, I'll take a little bit of rest. You know." 300 plus days as champ. But then all of a sudden, our cute little fluffy friend comes prancing on over onto the table. And then Frankie Monet runs in to catch her. I think Presley was the dog's name. Okay. 
I don't, yeah, I don't, I don't think I caught what the dog's name was. <laughs> so Frankie formally introduces herself to EO and Beth and says she's feeling to she's willing to fill in for EO at the top of the women's division. So EO just yells at her in Japanese and says, I like cats and storms off. But come on, how can you not like this little dog? I mean, some people aren't dog guys. Some people or some people aren't dog people. Some people aren't this uh, dog. some people aren't cat people. Some people are only big dog people, right? Don't knock someone just because they don't like a particular not, size of dog. I'm just saying we're uh, when the shooties come around, there's gonna be some sort of animal category and this dog's stealing. We that can't make them. categories for one for one person to win it. <laughs> No, no. Remember, there's Jake the Snake Snake, and there's that goat. <laughs> there's Jake the Snake Snake, and the cute Hangman rode a horse out once. Dog. Remember the horse? I, and the re- goat. I remember the horse. Yeah, we'll and see. Cody's dog that everyone got mad about. <laughs> Cody's an idiot. Anyways, we'll see. Maybe the dog could win a human award. <laughs> it could. It could. The dog could be newcomer of the year. You know, if they can, uh, if they can, That's if right. they can train, you know, the dog to maybe go fetch like a little bag of thumbtacks, bring it over, <laughs> then you can pour it down. You know, behind the ref's oh, back. Who knows? That'd be amazing. Who knows what amazing. we can train this little dog to do? Uh, yeah, rookie of the year. Okay, we'll very, very, very much could be. Very much could be. All right, maybe we don't have to create a new award. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, tag team action though Breezango dressed up as these British royal queen guards I guess yeah the queen's guards those you know the, yeah. the classic black, big black big hat. doesn't move yeah big hat uh, taking on grizzled young vets um, but I guess they're British right they don't enjoy this mockery uh, the mother queen that old bag the queen mother uh, queen mother <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. <laughs> Mother Queen. <laughs> Mother Queen. <laughs> uh, yeah, the match was okay. Breeze Ongo get a couple moves in, but uh, the grizzled young vets use their dirty tricks, hit the ticket to mayhem, get the win. They're dirty. So they're hanging in there. They're hanging in there. That this tag titled scene. Yeah, the NXT tag team division has all you know has always felt strong, uh, even in these non uh, non title bouts. You know. Um, MSK. So we already had MSK versus GYV, uh, <laughs> and I think that's MSK's next thing. Uh, they weren't on this show this week. Yeah, bizarre. Um, bizarre. Hmm. Oh well. Oh well. We get some women's action. Zoe Stark taking on the debuting Saray, who uh, looks pretty good here. You know, she's quick, lots of uh, flexibility, big drop kicks. Yeah. Um, Starks looks good though as well. We still don't know much about her other than she's just baby face who's good at wrestling. Who who's lost a couple times now. Yeah. <laughs> but uh Saray hits this big stiff spinning heel kick uh, and this really nice modified Saito suplex and that gets her the win. But afterwards she picks up Stark, gives her a hug, so both baby faces celebrate at the end. You know, we yeah, it was great to see, you know, kind of our second women's thing of the evening uh wish this would have been i don't know some kind of tag team match what happened to the what happened to them uh to who uh the oh, nxt tag, oh the tag women's titles tag, right, the, yeah. the nxt women's tag team champions yeah yeah um well we'll see them in a minute oh wait no we don't we don't that's right bizarre <laughs> eh? yeah week. just to kind of like yeah nxt's been so consistent they have so much talent there sometimes i do leave a show asking myself like wait where's msk or wait, where's Shotzi? Yeah. Or uh, 
Uh, what was I going to say? Bronson Reed was a no-show. <laughs> yeah, Johnny yeah. Gar- no, I guess some guys just don't make it every yeah, week. you know. Um, I mean, we go months without seeing Hikaru Shida, it feels like, sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. But uh, we did see Tony Storm at the end here. She comes out and beats him up, so... We thought maybe she'd get called up, but looks like she's sticking around. And and looks like no one got looks called like up. nobody got called up. Yeah, the same, the exact same thing could be said about Io Shirai. When I saw her kind of pop up yeah. in that promo, especially the way they acted together, I was like, oh, she's not done here. Okay, nope. it's uh, like her and Frankie are gonna be something. Hmm. Uh, but then we go backstage. Candice Lorray's talking to Indy about being distracted by boys. Uh, and they're kind of like walking down the hallway talking, but then Indy gets distracted at the side. Candace keeps on walking, and yes, they did appear. Amber and Shotzi are there. Um, so briefly, they t- they talk smack with Candace. They drag her into a room, and they beat her up. Um, so that was that. That's what it was. I think I was thinking in the yeah. ring. I, yeah. that, that must. No, that must yeah, have been it was. It was brief. Was. It wasn't much. Uh, but then I think it all comes out where Indy finds her later, and she informs them that. Regal's giving them a tag title shot, so we'll see them back in ring soon. The uh, the way had a uh, a one of those kind of like watch along videos the WWE will do, uh, watching that Gargano um, Adam Cole match from Takeover Brooklyn, I think the two out of yeah. three falls, the yeah. two out of three falls match. And although Austin Theory and Andy Hartwell literally have like nothing important to say uh it is actually like a cool listen to listen to Johnny Gargano and Candice <laughs> LeRae talk about it because she talks about it like from you know what it was like from Gorilla and he talks about it from like what it was like in the ring and she you know the history that those two have in you know on the indies and stuff like that it's uh yeah it's a good watch I think you should watch it was that a five and a half star match? I think that was the five and a half star match. Yes, I think so. and yeah, it I wasn't the much. entire match. It was like only seventeen minutes of it. They kind of they kind of cut out. You know. Yeah, like, I think the full match was like forty minutes. Yeah, they cut out some of the bits, <laughs> but like, yeah, it was. Yeah, it's kind of it's entertaining to watch. No, that's cool. I've seen clips of different watch alongs before, and it's nice. They, you know, a lot of the times they're breaking kayfabe, telling you some cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple times where yeah, there's like, oh, we've never done that, or he was like, I've never done that move in NXT, but it was like, I we did it in a match seven years ago or something. You're like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the new cruiserweight champ Kushida comes out to issue an open challenge. Good old open challenge. Um, and One Larkin's the one to answer the call. So this was just a nice Matt Grappler special here. Uh, just both men fighting hard back and forth. Eventually, Kushida gets that hoverboard lock. Lorcan taps out, so Kushida retains. But uh, looking good, looking amazing, if you ask me. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Hopefully, this cruiserweight title just keeps getting featured on TV. If we get if if NXT opened every single episode with an open challenge by Kushida. This would be this. I don't know what you want to talk. What a ratings bump! Uh, that's gonna be it. I mean, I'd be okay. It'd be with huge. That. Imagine the first twenty minutes of every NXT episode for the next four months was just a banger cruiserweight match. <laughs> yeah, I'm hoping, hoping these continue to get featured on television here. Yeah, but uh, afterwards, Legato, Fantasma come out. They attack, so it's three on one. Uh, but then MSK, they do come out. 
So they do make a brief appearances and help out. Yeah, but not in the ring. I like seeing these. I know. I'm just saying they're still on TV. Because yeah, I guess coming to support Kushida, you know, really kind of we're nailing home that babyface thing. Yeah. Yeah, the crowd still isn't fully behind them, but we'll see. <laughs> Which is so I mean, weird. Yeah, crowd. it's like the crowd like didn't care when he came out. They were just like, yeah. Oh. What? <laughs> uh, Ever Rise, though. Haven't seen them in a while. They're in the ring here taking on Imperium. And then in the middle of the match, Drake Maverick runs out to attack Alexander Wolf, who's not in the match. Uh, but Killian Dane drags him away. So, anyways, Imperium hit their super uppercut powerbomb thing to get the win. Yeah, the super, uh, the super uppercut thing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, two non-title tag team matches kind of going on here. On multiple on shows. Show. I wonder what has yeah. to happen so, like, you know, Walter's gone, but Imperium stays. It feels like a weird uh, kind of, like, mix between the two because the four of them should be the unit. Yeah, I wish, uh, yeah, I wish Walter would. I mean, he just wants to live in the UK. He doesn't want to come over here full time. Can you blame so. him? <laughs> I don't live in the States, so, yeah. Especially Florida. Yeah, that's probably... <laughs> he probably just looks around like, what the fuck? So, uh, yeah, I don't know. But uh, at least Imperium, they're still getting on uh, still getting on television. Yeah, still looking good. We still get to hear the music, see the pose. Yeah. So, And this little tease they're doing with Wolf and Dane. Could it lead to the reformation of Sanity? Where's Nikki Cross at, everyone? She could be coming back, for all we know. I guess the other guy's been released. What's his name? Uh, Alexander. I think he was Lash. No. No. Uh, um, I don't know. For, I forget. Yeah, fuck. He's uh, got the tattoos. Eric Young? Eric Young. Eric Young. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. The main event of the evening, Kyle O'Reilly taking on Cameron Grimes. Yeehaw. Uh, yeah, this was nice. Good match here. They got a good amount of time. Main event, Grimes. Uh, he gets a couple big near falls, but eventually Kyle O'Reilly hits the brain buster, followed by that knee drop off the top rope that puts away Grimes. So Kyle O'Reilly is your winner. In a fantastic match, Kyle O'Reilly is a top star here in NXT. Yeah, I mean, I think he should be your next NXT champ. He could. Whenever they want. He, yeah, mean, he could be. He could be. Him and Karrion Cross. yeah, they'll be kind of... Their promos with each other might be a little dicey, but we'll see. Well, yeah. Well, someone's got to take down that beast, who we didn't see this week at all. I don't think we even got one of those cryptic backstage promos either. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we got a single bit. Yeah, there's just, of, maybe, uh, maybe there's just too big of a talent pool down here on NXT. We can't. We can't just. We can't get through all these bodies <laughs> all the time. Yeah, not everyone's going to make it every week, right? Yeah, I guess that's going to have to happen. Uh, Saturday Night Live, not all your favorite characters are on the show every every week. Some skits. Yeah, that's a good right. point. Sometimes uh, two wild and crazy guys aren't even on there. Uh, I mean, I, I tune into SNL every week just waiting for uh, for Steve, Steve Martin. Martin. <laughs> He's always a no-show. Uh, yeah. that, was, that was our whole NXT unopposed. It was a fantastic show. Let's move across uh, to the 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 winner of the Wednesday Night War. Uh, in a battle, there are winners and there are losers, you know. Um, and sometimes you don't have to lose by, uh, you know, necessarily death. Uh, retreating, <laughs> retreating is uh, you know equally as as important when it comes to losing something. 
but if you're a brand, you do professional wrestling, and you stood up and you said, we will fight Sparta, and you kicked him down that big <laughs> hole. Uh, of course, we're talking about All Elite Wrestling. AEW. All Elite. They coming for you, Vince. Better watch out. It's too sweet. We just jump right in with some action here. Uh, what do they call Ricky Starks? He has like a... Absolute. Absolute. That's the prefix. Uh, the absolute. Ricky Starks. I think he might have had new entrance. Everyone's got. He everyone's come got a little thing, a little pre-ahead yeah. of him thing. Yeah. Especially everyone in Team Taz. Uh Yeah, but Ricky Starks is actually on a ten straight singles win. Just crew, just cleaning up down there on uh, on Dark and Elevation. That's my favorite thing about the uh, the entrance uh, graphic is that. It just tells me all I need to know. Everything that's been going on in Dark and shit. And sometimes... You're on a 10-match streak. Remember when SmackDown was trying to do that with, uh, like, a border on the side? Yeah, it would have, like, little fun It was facts. shortly after, because I remember <laughs> one of the fun facts. It was pri- It was in the prime of that uh, Mysterio, Rollins, Aaliyah, Murphy yeah. <laughs> thing. Because it was, like, Murphy's things. It was, like, one-time cruiserweight champion, hails from Melbourne, Australia, dating... Ray Mysterio, Aaliyah. Aaliyah. Yeah, and you're like, what? <laughs> None of that. Like, sure, maybe two of those things can be relevant. But yeah, saying things like eight straight wins, 12 match winning streak, these types of things, uh, it's important. It makes it feel yeah. important. I mean, they do throw jokes in there. Of course, sometimes they're like, Hangman needs a. But it'll <laughs> yeah. say. It's like looking for a friend. Looking for a friend, something. but his record is right there underneath it. Oh, yeah. 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 The records, they've always established that they, you know, they keep track. They're they're clean. They mean something. Yeah, it's very. Yeah, it's good. It's good. And I like that yeah. they stuck with it. I'm very surprised because I feel like if WWE had. Like a Vince McMahon, I don't think he stuck with anything for like this long. A hundred or, you know, like a year plus. We're almost at our 83 weeks. Yeah. Probably. Uh, are we probably there? Mm, gotta be getting close. You think they would have a big 83 weeks episode on a on Dynamite, right? <laughs> well, I don't you know. Just, it's up to Bischoff. You, just think, That's you more think they would. I don't know. When have Bischoff there hosting a town hall meeting again. <laughs> well, we getting Ricky Starks taking on Hangman Adam Page. Uh, yeah, the match was fine. Starks gets a couple near falls, hits a nice Liger bomb. Uh, yeah, he hit a big spear as well for a nice two fall. But eventually there's a chain of reversals, which ends with Hangman locking in this unique submission. He had him in like a head and a leg lock at the same yeah. time. And that, yeah, that gets the win. Ricky taps out. And then after Taz comes out on the mic and just says, hey, man, watch your back. So... He doesn't, as his son Hook attacks from behind, and Team Taz just beat down the Hangman until Dark Order, Dark Order come out, chase him off. So, Team Taz kind of uh, doing what they do, a little repetitive with what they do. Yeah, everyone's still doing uh, what they do, you know, because Adam <laughs> Hangman Page feels like in this weird spot now where he's going after Kenny, like that eventual shot for the title whenever it happens that's a money match yeah right and uh, uh they're doing a great job of keeping adam hangman page just sort of there getting wins he's holding it down you know he holds it down just kind of holding off for this uh number one ranked uh however the the uh the night before i guess it was on 
Ele- whichever elevation or dark whichever one's on tuesday <laughs> yeah. i honestly have no idea i think it's dark okay then maybe it was on monday i uh, jesus christ this is gonna be tough um darby allen and ricky starks had a match and it was badass uh and they crushed it with these promos that they had going on against each other it was just like a good uh yeah ricky starks i see a little more of him now that he is kind of not hiding behind taz Ah, yeah, I, I, I'm starting to kind of grow into him. It's hard to hide behind. Well, hands. I mean, it's, it's, especially when you're Ricky Starks. But, uh, you know, the way that Brian Cage, the Brian Cage's face has not been in it, uh, you know, and I think Ricky, uh, you know, Ricky Starks may slowly try to usurp uh, some power over there amongst that organization. Yeah. Hey, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, it did seem a little bit like they were teasing Brian Cage. Uh getting his way out well you know and i guess we're 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 rolling down or we're barreling down the street towards uh uh what is it double or nothing yeah double or nothing uh that will be the end and i don't know is something that ftw championship i know it's uh i know uh you know it's not something that's defended or even acknowledged sometimes but um, I don't know. I, I think if it means being the leader of Team Taz, uh, I think it's something that Ricky Starks could uh, want, maybe in the buy-in. Ah, yeah, Starks versus Cage for the title, the orange title. Yeah, that big orange belt that everybody wants. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're calling that. That's a, that's a way too early calling for it. Ah, why not, though? Yeah, Let's do it. Uh, but then we get Penta El Zero Miedo taking on Trent. And uh, Penta's got his, this is his translator from a few weeks ago, right? Same guy uh, that's now his manager. Yeah, he uh, he handles a lot of stuff. He's around. He's on BTE all the time. Yeah, his name's Alex something. Yeah, also but not Alex Marvez. No, not Marvez. It's a uh, different. Yeah, he's name. always. I, uh, I think he's doing a lot of stuff uh, when it comes to the Hispanic uh, and the Latino performers. I think he's kind of doing a lot. Of okay. Stuff. Okay. Well, uh, he's here. He's uh, yeah, first singles match for Trent in a long time. So, mm-hmm. uh, Trent. Qu- one little thing. Mark? Oh yeah, question mark. We didn't know if he was gonna fight. Is that what it was about? No, that's uh, that's how his name is stylized. It's Trent. Question I mean, I mark. saw the. Qu- has it always been that yeah, way? Yeah, it always has. Yeah, you know, I think that was like, uh, yeah, he's been doing that forever. Because I noticed it this week, but I was like, what? Uh, yeah, I just thought, because Penta looked like Batman. Is he the Riddler or something? Because <laughs> Penta had the pointy ears up. And, uh, one thing, though, I think he did it a, too many times this match. His little, his zero miedo pose where he like does it right in the opponent's face. Kind of makes him look dumb. <laughs> I, just standing there letting him do I it. I don't think I noticed it like too many times, but... I don't, I don't know. know. Like four times, and I'm like, eh, Trent, you're just standing there letting him do that to you. Anyways, <laughs> if you didn't notice, maybe other people didn't either. That's yeah, that's a good point. That is a good point. Uh, but Trent, he hits a big spike pile driver to Pentagon on the edge of the apron there. On the apron, like yeah, the hardest like the part, the part where <laughs> they're like, "Hey, don't do it here." Just the corner and the commentary. They're like, "Oh, he tried to get his hand up and block it." And, it was fantastic, was cool. though. Trent's feet went right in the fucking air. It was great. Yeah, it was great. So uh, Trent's he's in control when Alex, the translator, gets on the mic to relay a message. Says, hey, man, you and your friends suck, and your mama sucks. Uh, so you don't insult Sue. Do not insult Sue. <laughs> so Trent, he's mad. He grabs a chair, goes after Alex. The ref stops him. But then Orange Cassidy comes in from behind, 
but then Penta comes back in. He super kicks Cassidy. Alex nails Trent in the head with the microphone. Then Penta grabs him with the package pile driver, gets the three count. That's the, so those dirty heels. The bang, bang, bang. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I don't like a closing sequence. I don't like. I didn't like the distraction closing sequence. Uh, you know, it's probably just me, little thing. But yeah, Death Triangle, best friends, keeping it alive. The uh, a, pot- a potential six man tag over on uh, at Double or Nothing, right? Because we're building. We're building. We gotta start building that card. Yeah. Yeah. No, that could be uh, a banger. Throw they could throw a stip in there if they wanted. Right, because of course we have uh, we did already. I think it was the first revolution was uh, Orange Cassidy and Pac, in yeah. in what you know in in what became a huge match. <laughs> yeah, and they called back to that uh, to start this feud a few weeks ago. Yeah. But uh, anyways, we go backstage. Jim Ross having a sit down interview with the Pinnacle. Uh, kind of talking about, you know, the inner circle and the upcoming Blood and Guts match. And in the middle of it all, MJF, he opens a box to take out a brand new scarf. Which looks almost the exact same, but it's made of silk. Because, you know, it's warmer now. Warmer season. Warmer sweater. Yeah, you, you can't yeah. have thick, uh, you know, fleece. Yeah. So, uh, Wardlow speaks for a little bit. And then MJF cuts a real fired up promo here. Uh, uses some cuss words, but... Great promo from him. Two weeks to go. Tell blood and guts. Two weeks. You think we're gonna have anything else on that uh, on that card? Well, it was interesting. They they made it sound like it's just gonna be the one match, blood and guts, the one match event. I feel like something so else is gonna big happen. You know, like not quite to the point where AEW does those little mini uh, specials, but you know, just kind of like maybe some something else big. If there's gonna be a lot of eyes on know. that uh, on that night. Yeah, because, I mean, two hours, you can't wrestle for two hours. You could eat up 20 minutes before, 20 minutes after with shit. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, hearing Wardlow talk, though. Yeah, he... Uh, that was fantastic. Yeah. Uh, great touch, you know, you kind of do in moderation, uh, it, which was fantastic. He uh, He does talk sometimes on BTE, on being the elite. It's nice to know that he can do it. <laughs> yeah, you look good here. But we've got an AEW Women's World title on the line here. Hikaru Shida defending against Ty Conti. And uh, Shida has won 25 straight. Has not lost since 2019. Well, but it doesn't feel it doesn't feel as special as those uh, She's saying. 2-0 in 2021, so that's probably why. Uh, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, come on. That's not... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so I mean, great stats, but the numbers. So don't in tell four the whole story. months, she's had two matches. <laughs> but it, it, yeah. in the first, some people wrestle that be- many in a yeah, night. A year before that, she had twenty three. <laughs> yeah, a Monday Night Raw, the guys wrestle two matches in a row, and then they wrestle a tag match, and then they wrestle. Yeah, then you're on. You know? Then you're on main event. <laughs> uh, but you know, when the bell rings, she's still a good wrestler. But. Uh, I'll speak for the both of us. I think we were rooting for Ty here, mm-hmm. along with the rest of the Dark Order members. But no, that was a good match. They got uh, about 12 minutes or so. Some nice submission work. A bunch of big, stiff kicks and punches. Uh, Conti hits the big senton off the top rope for a two count. She hits the Ty KO for another big near fall. Uh, but she's not able to hit the DD Ty as Sheeta <laughs> counters. <laughs> Sheeta counters with that great gourd buster looking move. I don't know what to call it. It was like that upside down tombstone thing. Yeah. I don't know. 
But Ty kicks out of that. So they exchange some more stiff strikes, ending with Sheeta hitting the katana to get the three count and retainer title. But great match. Great match. And besides having too many maneuvers named after herself, Tay Conti was looking great. <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> uh, you know, it's going to happen. Uh, she, I mean, she was a victim of uh, of the releasing part one, Tay Conti. Yeah. And now a year later, we see her uh, competing for a championship on the other on the other big show. It's great to see uh, that kind of improvement, even like over the past like few months. They gave her a couple matches to look good. She sold us. It would have been nice to see her, you know, uh, walk away with the title. But, hey, she'll be there someday. <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. But uh, she put up a great fight. And uh, afterwards, as Hukara Shida celebrates, Dr. Britt Baker comes out to give us a power ranking update. Because with this loss, Conti drops down out of the number one spot. And Britt Baker is your new number one rank contender. So, hell yeah, baby. Give us that title shot. Double or nothing. Yeah, I did see it was uh, Tay Conti dropped down to 10-3 and three in, tw- in 2021. Uh, so, she's had 11 more matches than Hikaru Shida. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, she'll stay in the rankings. But, yeah, Britt Baker, she's up next. It's got That's got to be it for double or nothing, right? Because Shida doesn't wrestle for another month anyway. So, it's perfect. <laughs> That's right? got to be it. We build to it. Give it, give it to her, and then just let Britt Baker kind of be the fucking champion. Yeah. Is it that I mean, hard? I know Is it what, so hard? I know it won't be, but I, that's my main event right there. That's my double or nothing. The main event for double or nothing, yeah. Hmm, who knows? Baker versus Sheeta. Yeah, I doubt it. But. Uh, Tony Schiavone back in the ring to interview Inner Circle this time about blood and guts and the pinnacle and Chris Jericho, you can tell he's just loving being a baby face. Oh, it's been up so long. It's been so <laughs> long. It's great. That smile. When they're singing his song, he's just smiling. He's on top of the world. It might, I mean, uh, it's probably hard to not smile, you know? It's his song. Oh, yeah. He's always wanted to be a rock star. He's like, finally, my hit. My hit. <laughs> this is it. I'm coming. I'm going. Uh, what do you think would be more of an honor for Chris Jericho? Uh, being entered into the WWE Hall of Fame or being entered into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Like, which one do you think he would rather have if he had to choose one? At this point in his life, probably the Rock and Roll. <laughs> right? Isn't that a weird thing? It's way more impossible. Yeah, it's a weird thing. Yeah, but it's so impossible. Yeah. <laughs> you have, you have uh, one song and you make yeah. it. And it came out like three years ago, that song. Yeah, it's old. Yeah. So. Uh, anyways, so he's interviewing them, Jericho cutting great promo here, hyping up the, the violence and brutality that's coming at Blood and Guts. Uh, and then Hagger, the, the, he really wanted to drive the point home, uh, so he had a handful of straws they were just throwing around saying, you're going to be sucking meat through straws after this match. Yeah, that was fa- that, that, that was that was fantastic. <laughs> it was nice, uh, you know, being a little over the top about it. But uh, I don't know the pro- yeah, it, you're kinda... an intense, you're an intense, energetic baby face. You can be funny. <laughs> it wasn't. I wasn't. La- I was laughing at oh, him okay. though, not with him. I'm like, why are you throwing straws? It's not. I don't know. Jericho though, uh, he starts singing a show tune about his jerk off friend MJF. And then he says next week they're going to have a face-to-face parlay, like in pirate times, right? Arr. Yeah. So that was that. More hype. 
yeah, just more hype. And I guess next week will be our final week to uh, really hammer home this blood and guts thing. And considering the match has been over a year in the making, uh, it, yeah, this 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 match has got to be out of the ballpark. You know, the proverbial bog, dog blah, ballpark. <laughs> yeah, it's got to. Yeah, it's got to. It's got to deliver. I think it'll be great. So, what are the? T- is there equal members per side? Um, is it five v five? Is that kind of our stick? I mean, is Tully? Is Tully fight? Who is it? I, so, well, we got, well, I guess so is we would have the inner circle who'd be like Jericho, Sammy Guevara, Jake Hager, and then T- Santana Ortiz. That's five. Oh, yeah. We, okay. We have so MJF, we got... Wardlow, Sean Spears, and FTR. That's five. Oh, yes. That's, that's five. Kind, okay, that's going to okay. be our thing. Yeah, we still don't know the rules. And then Tully and Arn. Maybe they might find their way in the cage somehow. somehow. <laughs> uh, yeah. Wait, why would Arn yeah. be there? <laughs> oh, well, I don't know. Him and Tully. shows up. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, why would Arn be there? <laughs> he joins the inner circle. Oh my god. He's joining the Mike Tyson, maybe that too. Mike Tyson. Oh yeah, we're 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 gonna need a special guest enforcer of some kind. <laughs> if anyone tries to get out of that cage. You got Mike Tyson. Mm-hmm. Uh but then we uh see the elite. They're all just hanging out on their uh little trailer there, cutting promos when they get interrupted by this honking from the outside which is revealed to be John Moxley, Eddie Kingston in a pickup truck. And then they proceed to just drive and smash into this trailer viciously. Uh, but thankfully, when they enter, the elite managed to escape. So, uh, or maybe it was like Saw 2, where the whole time it was tape, not a live feed. They were never in the trailer. They were never in the trailer. They, <laughs> they pulled a Saw 2 on us. Yeah. But uh, either way, Moxley attempted murder here. I don't think that's acceptable. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know, and it, well, now this, uh, what are we calling the, this five, this fivesome? What are we calling them? The Elite? Are they the Elite? I don't know. I mean, the trailer had the Elite So are it. the Good Brothers in the Elite and Adam Page is out? Like, who is, like, what? what is uh, definably this group? I don't know. You know? It's hard because, to say. Because, yeah, whoever they, I mean, who, are, they, whoever uh, they are, yeah, they, they're on the same page for the first time. Because they're also like the Bullet Club, right? They're doing the two sweeps. Okay, yeah, I guess we're calling them the Bullet I don't Club. Know. Yeah, so the the, uh, the Bullet Club, they're on the pa- they're on the same page for the first time. This is fantastic. Yeah. All five five of them are firing on all cylinders. Of course, we do have the uh, M- uh, AEW versus Impact Rich Swan this weekend. Yeah, which they only very briefly, I think, mentioned. Right? Like, we're very <laughs> soon away from Kenny Omega being a double champ. A triple champ. A triple. I forgot about it. We don't, see, we don't even see that triple A. Uh, yeah. We don't even see that triple A championship. Um, it's nice to see. And it's great. Yeah, this Moxley, uh, this Moxley fucking Eddie Kingston thing. Yeah, maybe they go against the Bucks for the belt. Double or nothing? Like, Mike, I think we just booked it right there. Uh, <laughs> after, the uh, what, after costing, I think Mo- uh, the Bucks cost Moxley that match a couple weeks back. Um, yeah, they turned on him. Yeah, they turned on him. And, yeah, I think John Moxley and Eddie Kingston clearly want some of that smoke. Yeah, and, you know, Kingston's his leg should be healed. Give him another month. He's good to go. Yeah, it books itself. So there we go. Books itself. We got it booked. <laughs> uh, back in the ring, we got Powerhouse Hobbs taking on Christian Cage, and uh, Hobbs really just dominated like ninety-five percent of this match. I feel like he was just tossing Christian around, beating him all over. Big guy. Uh, he is a big man, but uh, Christian he outworks everyone. 
he had his big comeback, hits the kill switch, gets the win. But uh, yeah, I feel like he really didn't have to do much. It was it was just all Hobbs. Especially. Yeah, it was Hobbs going for the whole thing. Uh, yeah, I guess it was a great showing. I gotta say for Christian Cage, you know who is going to be a step he looked, slower. Yeah, yeah. He had the than yeah, uh, yeah. the man he could be. I mean, I think after this match, uh, Ricky Starks comes running in to uh, help out Powerhouse, Powerhouse Hobbs. Powerhouse Hobbs. <laughs> what was yeah. his name before? It was so much easier. Uh, I want to say Calvin. <laughs> it wasn't Calvin. <laughs> Calvin and Hobbs. Uh, yeah, yeah, Ricky Ricky Starks, Christian Cage, you know. Uh, it would be nice to see, yeah, maybe Christian's next match can be against somebody uh, a little bit smaller. Yeah, um, maybe uh, maybe a Kip Sabian. Oh, that'd be a good one. I don't know. Will Hobbs. Will Hobbs. Thanks for that. <laughs> no, you got that one. Yeah. Um, okay, and then we go to our main event. Main event. We're here. We're getting two title matches tonight, folks. Wow. TNT title on the line here. Darby Allen taking on Jungle Boy. The future of AEW match here. Uh yeah, we know these this two. It, this will be a future World Heavyweight Championship. Oh, yeah. Young studs, lots of talent, tons of miles left here in their career. So this was just great. Fast pace, back and forth, lots of high flying, dives to the floor, topes, suicidas, everything in between. We got our we got our old coffin drop onto the ring apron at one point. Yeah, onto the side, <laughs> classic, the ring apron. Classic uh, derby. Yeah. And then after that, it looks like Jungle Boy might not make it back into the ring for the count of 10. But uh, Luchasaurus gives him a little help, gets him to his feet, puts him in the ring. But Sting, he doesn't like that. So uh, he gets in Lucha's face. The two of them exchange blows, and they just kind of fight their way down through the tunnel off into the back. Mm -hmm. So uh, back in the ring, Jungle Boy just doing some great submission work here, working down Darby, uh, who has to resort to gouging his eyes to escape. And then Jungle Boy goes for a sunset flip. Darby blocks it and then applies the Last Supper pin to get the three retainers title. Another great match. And I don't know if that was the first time that I just heard Excalibur call it the Last Supper, but I love that name so much already if I had never heard it before. <laughs> uh, he said yeah. it. And I'm, oh, that's sick. That is sick. Yeah, it's. I think he may have done it once or twice. Yeah, he before, may. He but. may have. You know, I think I just noticed it being called that for the first time. Uh, yeah, not on this. This was the biggest scale. He's done it to win the main event here. And but. once again, this the, uh, these these two guys have individually together as part of teams. They've torn down the house on multiple occasions. Uh, you know, and this is why they're the fucking future. This is fucking it. Just watch this match. Just watch it. <laughs> Uh, then afterwards, Scorpio Sky, Ethan Page, they come out to beat them down. And then Lance Archer comes out to get involved. So then Sting comes in with the bat. Um, and then out of all this, Archer and Sting, they're the two that are left standing tall to end the show. And every single week, Jungle Boy continues to lose nothing in defeat. Remember, he loses, he's, he lost, he, he, uh, he, there was uh, him and MJF, he loses that, and that was no problem. He was uh, in that tag um, buy-in, tag team buy-in recently yeah. where it was, he's just like staying toe-to-toe -to -toe with fucking Phoenix and Pac. He loses that match. He loses nothing. Uh, he's the perfect, like, yeah, he's like this perfect babyface guy going on for over on AEW right now. Jungle Boy Jack Perry. Jungle Boy Jack Perry. 
and yeah, uh, yeah our 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 weekly sting thing. Uh, who knows? You know, yeah. maybe what sting? I think you said uh, Lance Archer there. Yeah, they've been teasing stuff with them. So who no knows? sting and that murder hawk. Yeah, who is uh, no Jake the Snake? He's been absent a little mm-hmm. bit, but we don't need him every week. Uh, yeah, I guess what we really think about now, uh, Darby Allen needs something to do for. Well, he's kind of just, he's bringing back that open challenge these last few weeks, yeah. which is really nice. He's really taking on so. uh, all comers, uh, which is great. So yeah. who knows? So, I mean, with that kind of being said, though, you know, that means it could really be anyone. Yeah, but I'm sure by the time Double or Nothing comes around, they'll have a concrete feud for Darby. But, uh, yeah. I'm going to guess. I feel like. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know what's funny? Uh, what? Uh, I just completely skipped a match on this show, but it doesn't even matter. It was Billy Gunn and QT Marshall. Oh, right. <laughs> you did. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I guess the big moment was at the end when the other guys get involved. Uh, a go-go and your buddy Camarado. Nick Camarado. When, when Dustin smashes that wooden chair over his head and it just kind of falls to pieces. Yeah, had to mention Right, that. right, right. Because, um... This yeah, this will be the multi-man tag featuring yeah, the Cody factory Rhodes. and the gun. This club will be the, co- the the annual Cody Rhodes match that needs to yeah. happen. The family comes down. Right. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. Just had to throw that in because I forgot. Because I remember Dustin when he first came out. I'm like, is he wearing a face mask? But it was just his face paint was on the bottom, which he never does. Bottom only. Just like a smiley bizarre. face. It's like, yeah. why do it at all at that point? You know. <laughs> but uh, yes. Anyways, to bring that back all around. Uh, two good title matches, good episode of Dynamite. Yeah, it really was. And, uh, yeah, blood and guts, double or nothing. We know what's up ahead. Miro, I'm gonna say Darby Miro will be is gonna uh, be the uh, that match. The, that the, the Kip Sabian stuff was fun. Yeah, but let's get serious. But let's get serious here. We're here to wrestle. We're not here to uh, play play a bunch of video games and sit <laughs> on our ass. Uh, yeah. That was all of the weekly business, um, Mike, this weekend. Like we said, Impact Rebellion. It's on the yeah. 26th, oh. which I guess is the or 25th, my mistake. That's a Sunday. Uh, there's probably a bunch of stuff going on, but there's only one thing that matters to us. It's Rich Swan. It's Kenny Omega. That Impact World Championship is being put on the line, as well as the AEW World Championship. And uh, Mauro Ranello returning for commentary. Hey, hey. Well, so uh, suddenly uh, this became something like Moro and Don Callis, both on, uh, on <laughs> I'm going to learn so much. <laughs> it's just going to be yeah. an encyclopedia of information. Uh, that being said, Kenny Omega has to get the win, right? Oh, absolutely. But I'll check it out, see what it's all about. Uh, and yeah, let's see uh, triple, triple belt Kenny. Yeah, we'll have to see it. This is what we've been building to. So let's. Just do it. Uh, before we end the show, let's finish off the show the only way we know how, which is with the Wrestler of the Week. It's the Wrestler of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. Wrestler of the Week of the Week of the Week. 
Uh, Mike, I will kick this one off because he had a great match on Dynamite, and he had a great match on Dark or Elevation, whatever, whichever one it was. I don't have time to remember all these things. I do have time to remember. Darby Allen, my wrestler of the week. That coffin drop on the apron does it gets me every time yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh and uh yeah he gave one hell of a promo he's really cool at these you know these cool edited black and white things uh he just he feels very in charge of not only you know his performances but his character and how he's seen yeah. uh, it's just it's really cool yeah and he's got one of the the few entrance songs where I recognize it. Like it's a AEW original. <laughs> An AEW original. <clears throat> I don't know what they're saying, but it's like ball raw in my farm. Yeah, it doesn't matter what he says. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. Good pick, Darby Allen. Uh I'm gonna stick with the same show. Uh different match. She put on a great performance here. Uh it's spelled Tay, but it's pronounced Ty. I'm giving it to Ty Conti. Uh, uh yeah. Future women's champ. She'll work her way up there. She's still very new to the business, but putting on great performance here. That's exactly it. There's no rush, I think, in this. Well, you know, I guess rush to get it off of Karashita. But yeah, <laughs> um, we'll hit our stride with this with this women's belt. You know, I mean, between what? It was Riho, Nyla Rose, and now Karashita. So, you know, mm-hmm. maybe not off to the best start, but hey, Rome wasn't built in a day. Exactly. That's all the time. Uh, we'll get- That's all the time that we have for... This week's episode, gosh, it was nice just to have a normal week, you know? <laughs> nothing's nothing's yeah. coming up, nothing's behind us. We just kind of get to watch wrestling, let it kind of consume it, enjoy it. Yeah, well, you can still enjoy it. I anytime. guess you can still enjoy it anytime. <laughs> That's really up to you. Well, thanks for listening, but, uh, folks. Remember, you can rate, like, subscribe. The podcast is everywhere. And uh, hopefully next time that uh, we have a show... We're looking at the uh, the triple champ there. Oh, indeed. Uh, hopefully that'll be the case. Well, Mike, you take care of yourself. See ya, Automata Pia. Uh...